to another episode of Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan Tenier with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, Stitcher. We are there. Check out the website, miserable-reckless.com for blog content. And, you know, Andy's been on a tear. You got to read his article. He goes, he takes shots at everyone who likes anything pumpkin spiced and anybody who wants to go to pumpkin patches. He's coming after you. Top five reasons why fall sucks. Miserable-reckless.com. All right. Good, the bad, the ugly. Jump into it. Dustin, kick it off. What's wrong with the pumpkin patch? It's it's a uh, literally just a big conspiracy between your girl, not like your girl, but everyone collectively's girlfriend slash wife and the pumpkin farms to get people to go out there and have to take pictures for, on Instagram and sell pumpkins. That's all it is. Yeah, but, but the kids love we, it, man. Yeah, we took Emmy to the pumpkin patch. We had maybe, a good time. Maybe, but it was maybe your maybe your friend should have a kid. It might but it, it, light warm his heart up a little bit. Oh, it could <laughs> be that. Good. I, I, I'm just saying, in defense of the pumpkin patch, we went to like a farm. They had animals. They had that. They had a hayride, a bunch of different stuff. It was like very commercialized. It wasn't just a bunch of pumpkins in a row and you like went out there and picked one. But nevertheless, I'm just saying Emerson right. had a good time. And you know what? It's it's money into the economy. You're helping to farm out. You know, you're buying stuff from them, you're buying tickets to go. I mean, like what in the heck, man? Yeah. What does he I have against he, organic local I, farmers? I guess he's about the government and not the small man. Well, <laughs> I think that the uh he has a point, but the exception can be children. If you don't have children, it's all a big scam is all it is. Just for an Instagram photo to make their friends jealous. It's all it is. Kind of with him on that. Kids bring a, a, an exception into things. That changes the calculus, if you will. I suppose so. But she had a good time. We had a good time. Ate some donuts. She went down some cool slides. Saw a bunch of animals. It was a good time. <laughs> all right. I don't think that's what people are here for, but still, maybe they are. Who knows? It, <laughs> Logan said culture is what's in these yeah. days. Um, but my good, bad, and ugly is all sports, so go ahead and turn that off if you don't hear it. Um, <laughs> good is, uh, you know, I picked that Duke football would uh, win four games this year. Won four games already. I'm done. I believe that's what they call when playing with house money going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, once you achieve it, then everything else that beyond that is just the gravy. So the rest of the season is just gravy. We've already achieved what we set out to achieve. Um, I'm very excited about that. Uh, one one fun stat, just because I picked on it so much over the past couple of years with with y'all, as you know, in the 2020 season, Duke was dead last in turnover margin. And, and like historically bad 21 was bad but not historically bad it was just like you're in the bottom 15 of the country this year as through five games of the season uh fourth in the nation in turnover margin plus 1.6 a game so in the off season and leading up to the season, Elko, and you know, anytime you get people coming in, people love to talk. It's all talking season until you start playing ball. But they talked about, they harped on the turnover stuff. They did something right on that front. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's good not to see turnovers. Uh, funny how that turns into actually winning football games. Um, bad. Coast Division Chaos is back. Final season, we might as well have it. The reason that's bad is uh, 
Carolina has a real good shot at coming out on top because of the chaos. So when a couple when 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 the U is once again not back, which I guess we can get into that later, um, and Pittsburgh's losing to Georgia Tech, that makes me nervous. You can't have Carolina playing in the title game in the last season of divisions. No. So I guess reasons too. Yeah. So it we may be coming to the point where the the weight of that is going to be on the Duke fan base to ensure that Carolina does not win the title this year. We'll see. We'll see what happens. My ugly is uh, related. I I saw a chart of the buyout for Jimbo Fisher down at Texas A and M, and like it's basically a fully guaranteed deal. So, you know, a lot of times these buyouts are like it's some X million of whatever the amount is. They basically said, we'll have to pay you no matter what. He's basically like Bobby Bonilla. Um, <laughs> so he, he, if they fired him today, he gets the full amount. Next year it goes down by a little bit. Next year it goes down by a little bit. There's no terms on like whether they pay it out over time or they pay it out in one big check. But – Fully guaranteed deal. God bless him. You know what? He beat Alabama last year, got that extension. I mean, the man just capitalized on his moment. You can't hate him for that. Um, but that contract is ugly. And they should have known better than that when they signed him to it. Um, that was That's just terrible on their part. But they got so much money down in Texas, they probably don't care. They might actually pay it out at some point and move on. So, anyway. So good new football, bad goes to chaos. He's in full swing once again. Ugly is these guaranteed contracts, especially Jimbo's down in Texas A and M. It's Duke Carolina under the lights next weekend night game. Hey, we're not looking. We're not looking past Georgia Tech this week. Yeah, they just beat Pitt. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good, the bad, and the ugly, Ryan. All right, so you guys know that we are on break. Last week for our guys' weekend thing. So some of my stuff comes from that. Um, so that's what I was doing most of last week between what, Wednesday night to Sunday. So that's most of the week. Um, Wednesday night. Wednesday night was my good. Um, there was a lot of goods that came out of the weekend, but I wanted to do a special shout out to Wednesday night. Um, there was about 30 mile an hour winds when we uh, when, when I rolled up. I rolled up with my buddy Chris. I actually bought the 7 Eleven that's right around the corner. So we kind of rolled onto the island together. So that was kind of interesting. That didn't usually happen. And uh, we met up with our buddy Vinny, and we actually ended up making a fire. And uh, there was the three of us for a long time down there until well into the night. Uh, had a fire. The wind, because the wind was so strong, the fire was really going pretty good. And it allowed us to kind of just sit there. And we had all sorts of interesting ph- philosophical conversations that you could definitely not have on a Saturday. Um, after four days of drinking, because after four days of drinking, it just turns into like, do you think that Clemson cheerleader is hot or not? Yes or no. <laughs> Which was a real, <laughs> a real discussion. But And that uh, discussion actually lasted for like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but on Wednesday, we were talking about like, we we're basically doing our own version of like talking, uh, drinking beer, talking God, amen. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of cool. Um I did learn a story about uh, my buddy Vinny that I promised him with his permission I would share on the podcast. And from now on, if we ever mention him on the podcast, he is now going to be known as Bedwetter Vinny. And I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) I told him I would mention that on the podcast. So if he listens, 
or if uh, any of his buddies listen, he's, he'll now forever be known on this podcast, just like Mr. Authentic as Bedwetter Vinny. And uh, Bedwetter Vinny and I were sitting out there counting the shooting stars late into the night. So that was kind of cool. My other, uh, my other good that's very brief, it was kind of cool to see three sets of uh, families singing family tradition around a, around a pretty big fire. That was kind of cool. It happened to come <laughs> on, and you had three sets of brothers that were there over the weekend. But one of the brothers had gone to bed early because he's old. And so his uh, younger, what is that, cousin-in-law or something, stepped in for him. So um, my bad is we did choose to go to Island for guys' weekend in the middle of a hurricane. Um, so that was a bad idea. Uh, now, by the time we got there, it wasn't the smartest idea. So by the time we got there, um, they were calling it post-tropical storm Ian, which uh, somebody immediately began referring to around the house as PTSI as opposed to PTSD. (laughs) 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 I shouldn't laugh at PTSD, but I thought that was kind of funny. So I jotted it down. Um, The other thing that, uh, well, first of all, I hope the folks down in Tampa, I don't want to laugh too much. I hope the folks down in Tampa and St. Pete, I know we like to make fun of them, so I hope they can get back to their Florida in the field way soon um, down there because we'll need some more stories for the podcast. And, and, uh, Hopefully they can get everything squared away in all seriousness. Uh, Team Rubicon and some of the other charities that are down there helping out, hopefully. Um, it, I don't want to make it a laughing matter, but we were in Virginia, and that's different. And we were on an island, and we were all kind of glued to the TV for a little bit there because we weren't super sure, and the radar didn't look so great. And there was one road in off this island and one road out, and they kept showing an island that had been run over by the same hurricane. And it, they weren't doing so well. And I was a little worried. Um, about being with this group of friends for an extended period of time. Um, because <laughs> uh, as I said, our conversations would go from very philosophical to um, just basically talking about Rosie O'Donnell. So, <laughs> so um, the only other thing I'll say about that is that once the storm really started, um, uh, we had an, I'll just say we had an air horn button. And that got really annoying. And then the, I'll say the local talent um, began firing back with their own air horns, except they weren't air horns, they were rifles. And so when we started to hear live gunfire in the middle of a tropical storm on an island with a road that was potentially washed out with people too drunk to drive, that became, it sounds a lot cooler than it is on the podcast, or it sounds a lot more dangerous on the podcast than it really was in real life. But for a second there, you're like, wait, hmm, those aren't fireworks. Maybe, hey, guys, guys, guys in the front yard, they've been drinking too much. Maybe cool it on the air horn. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the bad, I guess. That's not really a bad. And then my ugly, would, I already kind of mentioned it. You think after three days of debauchery in a dilapidated hippie house, which is essentially where we were hanging out, that uh, it, it might have been my mood. But actually... And I might be going into Morgan's here, but actually became very difficult for uh, the four of us, I would say, that were trying to watch college football, who are actually college football fans. It became very difficult to defend while we were watching certain games on TV because the games that we were watching on TV were not actually that close. So I was kind of looking forward to that experience. And that's my ugly because, quite frankly, I was kind of looking forward to that experience. And the Clemson game lived up to a for a quarter and i may be getting into stepping on your toes three quarters all right three quarters 
but and our me and Morgan's game earlier, which will probably not be talked about on this podcast, um, was was not was not awesome. So um, at least at least uh, Dustin got to watch his his two Blue Devils. Apparently, they've they've now completed their championship season by winning four games. <laughs> that was my projected win total. House money. The, the over under. The over-under on the betting lines before the season for Duke was three and a half wins. So anybody that uh, put money on that has probably made out like a bandit. So that's my ugly. My ugly is having to defend to other people why I wanted to watch college football. (laughs) For the record, in case anyone wants to know why we hate Maryland, it's because the people that were coming into the room were demanding what we put on the Maryland game. And I was like, you guys are not real football fans. Can we please watch real football? (laughs) All right, Morgan, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, I'm going to go bad, ugly, and horrible. So I got nothing great to talk about. Um, let's see. Bad, well, the uh, projector took forever to get put together on Saturday night, which kind of put a damper in um, recreating what we did, I guess, last year for uh, college football on the projector and then uh of course with that people are like why can't you know why do you why do you need to move it into like a little bit darker area this is during the during the day with the sun is completely shining down on the projector like yeah no way could understand most people could not understand why we need to move it to somewhere darker to see if it's working i was like well because you see that sun up there it's shining down the projector and anything you're trying to project onto a screen right here it's not going to show most of the people still look to me like they didn't know their ass from their elbow. So I was like, all right, go, go finish drinking some more and hit the air horn button on the fucking speaker. Um, it, with that, um, the bad, uh, my son, he turned three on Monday, and we were supposed to have a birthday party in a pumpkin patch ride at the Durham Life and Science <laughs> Museum on Saturday and Sunday was going to be his birthday party but the hurricane that came up which eventually became a tropical depression I'm I'm assuming at this point when it came through Raleigh um, put the kibosh on that so we had to reschedule everything for the middle of October so everyone could come down and enjoy it and meanwhile Brody is still asking about his birthday party so that kind of sucks and then horrible would be the display of athletic ability that my college f- football team, I root for, Virginia Tech, displayed on the on the football field Saturday um, against a team who allows even high school football teams to put up 35, 40 points. Right. Um, so that just shows you how horrible our offense is that we could not put up even n- no more than 10 points against that shitty god-awful defense um so yeah that that's my bad ugly and horrible in a nutshell well i've got a uh a good and overrated and then a you know kind of hey this this week the (laughs) the the eh is the game went basically like I expected it to, State versus Clemson. It was a seven-point game, essentially going into the fourth quarter. Clemson pulled away late. We scored a garbage-time touchdown, lost by 10. 
Go back to tailgate season. I've got a video that Ryan sent me. My official prediction was Clemson by 10. I know this program too well. I was, uh, I was right again. The Wolfpack, you know, number 10 at the time against number five Clemson lost by 10. Eh, I'm not that upset about it because Clemson was the more talented and better team. It was obvious, you know, in the second half. A couple of bad calls that led to 14 points for the Tigers that everybody and their mother saw on social media on repeat. But at the end of the day, Clemson punched State in the mouth in the second half and State didn't respond. So they still probably would have scored again at some point later. So you can't blame it on the missed fumble that Will Shipley fumbled into the end zone and then they scored a play later. But I digress. Um, the good is Pat McAfee being added to college game day. Uh, that show had is a, you know, staple for college football season, but it has become stale recently. I mean, if we're calling spade a spade. Adding McAfee to the show has been genius because he brings a different level of entertainment, a little bit more flair, a little bit more WWE, if you will. And that mixed in with the stuffiness of all the other guys, I think has been a perfect kind of counterbalance to the traditional ESPN. And I think that was a good move on their part. So as much as I criticize ESPN, tip my cap when they actually do something well, because it's few and far between. Um, And then the overrated is God knows I was tired of hearing about this shit. Clemson's uh, entrance is one of the most overrated fucking things in college football. There's nothing exciting about getting on a bus because your locker room's on the opposite side of the stadium and riding to where you're supposed to enter at. For an engineering school, it seems kind of problematic, if you ask me. But the reality is, overrated, <laughs> not that great. They run down a hill, and Dabo does his little sprint out to midfield. Who really gives a shit? Not that great, if you ask me. But that's my good eh, and overrated for this week. I was sitting there watching it with you. Okay. I was like... Do they do this every week? And you were like, yep, yep, it's a real big deal. And I was like, I, I guess I've missed it. I knew about the running down the hill. I didn't know about the whole presidential motorcade that wrapped around the stadium. You know, like you said, for a school of engineers, you think they could maybe build the fucking locker room next to the, uh, the stadium. Pretty much. That's been they my whole point take, about it. They just take the plans from the engineers. To the customers. <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a true story. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not people. People. <laughs> <laughs> now all how to deal with the customers. And now all of our engineering audience. Just so any Hokies listener basically just tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's good, the bad, and the ugly. As Ryan had mentioned, guys, weekend was last weekend. This year was Hurricane Ian edition. Uh, we weren't quite too sure what the weather was going to have in store for us, but um, reality is, I know that somebody had mentioned this. I don't. Do you guys remember what it was? There was a checklist of things that the news lady told us not to do uh, when we were all gathered around the television, seeing what was uh, in our future. Do Do you remember what the things uh, that they told us not to do, and did we follow those guidelines? Gather, what was it? Like, gather your loose your loose items outside. Don't be outside unless, you know, have to. you absolutely have to. And then there's a third thing. Don't park under trees. But yeah, yeah. But you unless, your, you, inle- unless you want a new car and you're looking for insurance money. Yeah, move <laughs> your vehicle indoors as well. If you're on the coast, please go away from the coast. Because there's yeah. flooding. Yeah, and if you're on the coast, yeah, that that was one actually. It's like if you're anywhere near the water, you need to go inland. 
So our buddy grabbed who owns the house that we are all staying at, grabbed his what all what are those like the the, the best you know fishing lights, the little party lights that look like the little fish that move back and forth on the long thing for you. He grabbed those, which are about I don't know what eight ounces, and uh, immediately ran them outside and he was like, "Let's get these uh, strung up on the tent, guys." And I was just like, cool. So we're going outside. We're setting up the tent that is weighed down by propane tanks, full propane tanks, and a boat motor. And <laughs> true story. And the reason why we needed a tent was what again? It blew me in. Was it was to have a prayer meeting, right? <laughs> I believe it was for beer pong. Because <laughs> you know, beer pong during a hurricane. Because <laughs> we need to do that outdoors, right? <laughs> Remind me again how many cars were parked under trees? Was it almost all of them? Is it a hundred percent? I mean, everybody <laughs> drove by themselves, right? So fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and the one of the guys had his camper that he rented uh, against a different tree line. So, nevertheless, <laughs> the trees were still uh, parked next to. Well, and and people, so the people who got there. You know, what day was the, the storm was what, Friday? Friday. So storms coming through Friday. People who got there on like Friday were like, yeah, um, so driving across the bridge and uh, the road that runs along the water, uh, the water's uh, as high as, as, the, as the road. Um, do, do, do you think we should be worried about that? You, do you think they'll close that? Everybody's like, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be cleared up by Sunday. It'll be cleared up. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I remember somebody, I forget who it was, pointed out that the Coast Guard station is right on the other side of the bridge. And they were True. like, and they were like, so it'll be fine. They have boats. And I remember thinking, like, cool. So we'll get to where the Coast Guard station is without our vehicle. And then we'll just be hunky dory. I can't wait to tell my wife to drive our secondary vehicle down here to get me. <laughs> With all my well, no, 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 this is when you call Enterprise, they'll pick you up. <laughs> Sponsorship, sponsor us, yeah, sponsor <laughs> us. No free shout outs. <laughs> no, I mean, it, the weather was something I will say. We were, we were fortunate, uh, in that we were, we kept watch, we watched Weather Channel off and on all day, and they kept basically being like nine to where we were, 9 p.m. to midnight. You're getting it, it was like darker than red red and then somehow i guess it was the good lord said these guys are too dumb for this to to come through and like mess their evening up so it just kind of like parted like the red sea and kind of went on either side of us and we just we we got a lot of rain but we did not get get the 9 p.m to midnight um just torrential downpour that was anticipated it literally kind of like parted and went and went around us and then like up through the rest of virginia (laughs) one of our buddies in the group photo album took a screenshot of the radar a half hour before and in the radar a half hour after and you can see this red mass over basically norfolk virginia beach area and we're fucked and i do mean fucked i'm using capital f with 50 mile an hour winds coming and again we do have propane tanks holding down a tank so that's going to go well for everyone 
And uh, and literally a half hour later, Red Sea is appropriate because the red parted <laughs> right around us, right around us, and went around. So I don't I don't know who was doing what, but somebody was doing something because a, a lot of mamas praying. That's what it was. <laughs> not so. not to mention it wasn't just you know hurricane watch or post tropical storm Ian as they were calling it. We also were in the uh, just barely in the area where they said it was an active tornado watch. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and like I see, you know, the aforementioned tent with the propane tanks holding it down and the tent. If it, the wind, the way the wind was blowing, if it were to take off and go, Dustin and my cars were right there, ready to be the first two to take the brunt of the tent, the full force of the tent. And I was just like, honestly, I have nowhere to move my car. Because at some point, something's going to fly and hit it. So I guess I'm just going to have to, you know, <laughs> pray for the best. And so it kind of worked out for all of us involved because there was no car damage uh, due to winds and rain. Could have yeah, been a no, lot worse. I mean, nothing happened. It was just wet, wet and rainy and cold. Um, yeah, the, t- the tornado thing, I think we've talked about this on here before. I don't really get too wound up about a hurricane. Like, you can get ready for a hurricane. You can do all the things. and You kind of know what's coming. If it's that bad, you you can get in the car and you can go somewhere else. But a tornado, Mm-mm. I know I know our Kansas friends probably don't worry about them, but they they're scary. They come out of nowhere. You don't know where they're going. There's no rhyme or reason to them. It's like there's nothing you can do about it. That's awful. I don't want to be at least in the in a hurricane situation. You can choose to be prepared. Now, did we choose to be prepared on Friday? We did not, but. <laughs> you but you had the option of being prepared if you decided you wanted to be because we actually pretty much all decided to drive into the storm and, and sleep by the water and some of us <laughs> sleep outdoors while a storm was coming through so i would say that we were the opposite of prepared <laughs> i did sleep indoors i changed that part of my itinerary some of us try to be smart and move our cars so that there would be multiple obstacles between us. Now, I did park on the other side of the porta potty. So if something had happened, my car would have not just been covered in debris, but also in debris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not to mention all the trees that were there. So basically, it's a long tree line driveway. So you, you weren't getting out either. But if it made you feel better, it was a good place to put it. It was better than having the water come up and swamp the thing. well speaking of uh dustin said he slept inside sleeping arrangements was another thing that we were all discussing due to because the plan was for it to be more of a camping experience this year then you know the weather (laughs) decided to have a different uh uh, idea on that so there give or take you know what was it 12 14 people there not enough Mm -hmm. beds not enough room on the inside so you kind of had to uh come up with some stuff so yeah i guess Let's go around the table here and talk about what we did for sleeping arrangements. Well, I mean, um, I got lucky and found uh, a empty mattress laying on the floor next to the uh, bathroom that did not work. And I was like, fuck it. I threw my sleeping bag on that and my pillow and claimed it. And it actually worked out pretty well. Being that the toilet didn't work, so there wasn't people walking in and out of the bathroom also like it, they always used to. In America, Morgan probably had one of the better sleeping arrangements. Yes. Yes, I did. I mean, I, there there were plenty of options. Not plenty. There were quite a few options. 
that would have uh, taken care of folks. In the room I was in, you probably could fit six people if you wanted. To. Oh yeah. And there was one night where I was the only one sleeping in there, which is silly. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I slept on a it, it, an old mat, a mattress, an old mattress. You know, not a, not a new one, but I slept on a mattress. I had my sleeping bag. I was fine. And it now that time of year though, late September, it's nice around here. I'm I'm down for putting up a tent and doing that, like. As long as it's not raining. Once it goes to raining, that's a problem. Rained on a camping trip to the wine country, and then rained on guys' weekends. So we're over two here. I'm I'm hoping third time's a charm. Whatever we do, something else. <laughs> and the reason Dustin had that one night where he was the only one in there was because one of the guys decided to sleep on a mattress that was <laughs> on the hurricane night to sleep on a mattress that was laying on the porch, <laughs> right in the path yeah. of where all the screens had been blown out by the wind. <laughs> so he was Jimmy buffeted by winds all night long. <laughs> but I bet he had, cool, he had a had a cool breeze all night. Yeah, that is going for him. He didn't get hot. We can say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Ryan and I had similar ideas this year. Yeah, I I have I have a like a Jeep. So my thought process. Originally, when I showed up on Wednesday, I set up the hammock. I did that for the sunset. I literally had enough time to watch the sunset, set up my hammock. And uh, like I mentioned, 30-mile-an-hour winds, um, not an enjoyable experience in a hammock. Not an enjoyable experience in 15-mile-an-hour winds in a hammock. So about 10 o'clock at night, I had abandoned that idea. I said, I'll take it down in the morning. Um, and I pivoted to option two, which is um, sleeping in the Jeep, which I hadn't actually done before, but I knew I could do. And uh, so about three o'clock in the morning when we were done around the fire, I went and slept on the on the floor of the Jeep. And I'm not uh, slept in worse. That's for damn sure. Um, and in shittier spots, that's for damn sure. But um, the uh, the way that the Jeep floor, long story short, the way that the Jeep floor, when you put all the seats down and set up, um, there's little buckles and stuff that you can attach different stuff to if you're ratcheting and things like that. That's all fine and great until you start rolling around on those in the middle of the night. And uh, that's a hell of a good way to uh, get a hip abrasion and wake yourself up. Um, I'm no young spring chicken anymore. And uh, that was not an enjoyable experience. Mm -hmm. I immediately went to the next morning before we even went to breakfast. I had an air mattress in there that I borrowed from a buddy of mine and uh, wedged the air mattress in and then had the the old, uh, the old army, uh, whatever they're called. The, the, I don't even know the key sheets that you can pull over yourself sleeping bag sheets and that was pretty comfortable for the rest of the trip up until sunday morning i went to go give the air mattress back and i realized that um it had punctured it perfectly when it mm. when the door closed and then uh it kept all the air in it because the the thing went right through it so it kept all the air in it all weekend long and when i opened the door it kind of deflated the thing so i was i owned up to my mistake and i was not asked to uh, replace it so i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> right side is it was probably easy to get the air out the net that morning the only true the only thing i'll say if people are thinking about doing this and i i'll put this on record if you go in through the driver's seat and you have been drinking for a period of time even if you've been drinking water like i was on saturday um you don't want to wake up at four in the morning five in the morning and have to pee and then have to crawl over the front seats 
put on your sandals because it's been raining all weekend or your shoes before you step out because you don't want your feet to get wet and then bring your feet wet feet back into the so you got to kind of be about your wits to get over the seat and then down and out and generally if you're like me and you wake up in the morning light you got to pee you don't really want like a 45 second uh experience where you've got to think through things through before you get outside and, and go so just something to think about if you, you may be going through the seats as opposed to out the back just, just a thought that i hadn't thought about but uh i'll put on record <laughs> <laughs> i have probably had the most yuppie slash redneck uh mismatch of an idea for me to do the a similar thing that ryan did uh, I'm not the most redneck person out there, but I am from Halifax County, North Carolina. So there is a little bit of redneck deep down if you uh, if you dig far enough for it, regardless of what how much of a redneck my coworkers think I am in Raleigh. The yuppie side of it is I was like, it's going to rain. I don't want to sleep on the ground. So I Googled most effective ways to sleep in your car and make it comfortable. <laughs> Found lots of uh, useful articles on Google that pointed me in the right direction. Catch with that is I drive a Toyota Camry. <laughs> Didn't really work as well as it did for the Jeep. So I decided to, for the redneck side, the redneck in- ingenuity that's deep down in my uh, Halifax County Raisin came out. I realized that I can fold my seats in the back seat down that opens all the way into my trunk. So I did that. And then I went to Walmart and bought a two inch egg crate and forced that thing through that uh, way. So where my upper torso was laying on the back seat with my head facing my, the ceiling and my uh, waist down was into my trunk. I slept there every night. But caveat with that is I learned something new about new vehicles. <laughs> Thursday night, I had went to bed and then I uh, woke up. I think it was like 530 in the morning. I realized I left something out at the fire and I was like, it's going to rain in the morning. So I, I got up, walked barefoot, didn't bother to get my glasses, shut the door on my car. Went to go uh, grab what I left at the fire. And keep in mind, I'm blind as a fucking bat when I don't have my glasses. So I stepped on a rock and cut my foot. And so I'm hobbling back to my car at 5.30 in the morning. And I go to open the door. It's locked. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how did this happen? And then I remembered that on the newer Toyotas, if they sit there for a minute, they automatically lock. Kind of a cool feature if you forget to lock your car on the way to your a white collar office job or you walk into the house with the groceries but when you're sleeping in your car during a, uh, some rainfall that's impending by the bay probably not the best feature so naturally i'm like what the hell i was like i'm locked out i'm barefoot i'm blind i cut my foot on a rock i was like i didn't know what to do so i walked inside and uh the car alarm also went off which was annoying to everyone there i know but dustin was like We'll call a locksmith in the morning. Well, the next morning comes, Dustin had called the locksmith. They finally got there because they were doing a job nearby around lunchtime as the rain was starting to come down. So I walk out there, again, barefoot and blind, hobbling because I had cut my foot on a rock because I couldn't see it. And <laughs> the people were gracious enough to help me out for what I consider to be relatively reasonable considering the circumstances of a hurricane. Cost me about 100 bucks to get back in my car. So for the rest of the weekend, I, nevertheless, I persisted. I slept in my car. It was very comfortable, but I kept my keys in my pocket at all times. Learned a lesson there. If you're going to car camp, keep your keys in your pocket. Camping 101. If you're in a Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> but my, it was actually really comfortable. <laughs> meanwhile, my 2010 Chevy never wasn't locked once the whole week. 
<laughs> I didn't lock my Jeep for that reason, unless I was in it because I didn't want to get fucked up. <laughs> oh, well, those days are over. Nobody does that anymore. <laughs> well, I took a nap at one point. And I'm kind of glad that I did lock the doors because there was a couple times where a couple of the guys came over there while I was trying to nap and were knocking on the window, trying to open the door handles. And they're like, unlock the doors. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> little, little pig, little, little pig, let me in. <laughs> but it was actually really comfortable. They had two, two inch egg crate was a good call. So to recap, we went to the island in a hurricane. We slept in a car. We locked our keys out of our car, cut our feet on rocks. Uh, Morgan and Dustin found random mattresses and, uh, Somehow the storm went away from us, thank goodness, because otherwise the propane tanks and the uh, tent would have gone into our vehicles and caused this insurance fraud. And uh, then, or maybe not fraud, and then uh, insurance claims. Oh, and there wouldn't the, have been uh, any fraud. That would have been all real. <laughs> one of our buddies that one of our buddies that helped uh, set up the tent, I sent him a photo of it because he had to leave early. And in the photo, fo- I didn't notice this. In the photo, one of the guys we've seen was you could see him smoking right next to the propane tank. And he's like, that's good. One spark, one spark from that, and that whole thing's going up. And I was like, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, your, uh, your sober eye caught that. I appreciate that. Why don't I go tell this fine gentleman to extinguish that cigarette right next to the full propane tank? <laughs> just, who, who, what, just out of curiosity, who, who was it smoking next to the propane tank? There's multiple people smoking inside that tank. <laughs> Not going on record and saying that. There's multiple people on the weekend that were smoking inside that tent. I stopped policing it after a while. <laughs> and the uh, tent was right. Things, that's just one of those things where you just take the warning label off the object and let you know, let God sort it out. The bad thing was the tent that the propane tank was holding down was right next to the house. Hey. I mean, I didn't think too much about it till I picked it up on Sunday, like here in the back. I'm like, Damn, this thing's full. <laughs> <laughs> Geniuses, right there. That, that's yeah. You're welcome for us setting it up. We didn't think people were gonna. We didn't think people were gonna smoke that. <laughs> well, I mean, there there were like three or four people who are actual smokers. So, well, you kind of you kind of didn't think that one through. That's that's on you. <laughs> You knew there's going to be people smoking <laughs> cigars in there. You knew that the, that the other brothers are going to smoke their cigarettes. One of the guys who's going to rename uh, is going to name remain nameless within what about half hour? Correct me if my timeline's wrong. Within about a half hour, walked outside and yacked all over. But as opposed to yacking outside of the tent area, he yacked right inside the tent area. <laughs> it was within about a half hour of us like needing to use the tent, and I was like, "Cool." <laughs> he look, he he didn't want to get rained on. I mean, come on now. <laughs> so, sorry for those of you that were eating lunch, but I promise we actually had an enjoyable time. There's a picture of the four of us sitting there watching the Weather Channel. I did find it funny that the four guys that lived. In North Carolina, at one point in time, uh, we're all actually inside rather studiously watching the Weather Channel and laughing at some of the things they were telling us to do. Well, all of the Maryland people were basically like, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Road? What road? We'll just, we'll just, 
we'll just swim. We'll just swim to the other side of the island. <laughs> Walking around telling everyone that the bridge was about to close. The bridge is about to close. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> uh, there's some fireworks. There's some other cool stuff. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. The fireworks were legit. Yeah. There, there was like a, a, a pack. It was no dizzy tizzy. Um, our, our buddy Chris will know that reference. It was like the booming ones, and it was like thirty of them in a row. So that was cool. It was a, it was a fun show for us and the rest of the people in the island. Well, I don't know if the rest of the island actually enjoyed that or not, but we enjoyed it. And uh, we reminded them we were there one more night, and then probably someone <laughs> hit the air horn one more time. Maybe they honestly, maybe that if they, if the locals that were firing their rifles didn't, uh, if they were, they were good and good and drunk at that point and they weren't looking at the sky, maybe they thought we were returning fire. So maybe it kind of <laughs> helped. They were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't mess with these people. <laughs> uh, we, we did other fun stuff like couldn't get the projector to work. That was cool. Um, <laughs> We spent how many how many hours? We said, "Hey, eight or nine different people, can you come look at this? Tell me what I'm not re- understanding in these directions." I tried really hard for about forty five minutes, and then I was like, "I I can't figure it out, dude." <laughs> Something wasn't wasn't working right, but somehow Morgan got it to work, and then uh, you know, and then nobody looked at it. <laughs> you had to you had to have it from. From 10 a.m. on next year. I think by the time that it had finally got to work and people had already been hitting the sauce a little bit. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will well, say that. that and I think, yeah, I was going to say that, Logan. I think you're like, I can't move from my spot. They, they got the first down. This, this is my lucky spot. You, you sit back over there and, and hold the remote with your left hand and scratch your ass with your right hand. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds <laughs> accurate. <laughs> and you stand on one leg. <laughs> who who I actually blame for the loss are the three Maryland fans that decided to join me on the couch. And I was like, yeah, because when we need good luck in college football, we need the Maryland Terrapins in here. <laughs> to be fair, you, you should probably just say one person in that group is not the one person you want to sing beside you when you want your sport team to win. <laughs> you were blaming me in the first half, if I remember correctly. Because you took my spot well after we scored the touchdown, and then we start, we had a uh, a bad offensive play, and I was like, we got to switch. <laughs> and I was like, we got to go back to the way we were sitting. <laughs> Between him and the other one, you just had bad juju all around you, man. <laughs> and also, we'll have, we'll do song of the month later uh, later sometime. We haven't forgotten about it. We'll just do it at some point. But I would like to point out to everyone. So Logan, you were going to play a song before your game. You kept asking everybody what time it was, as if you, you know, didn't have a watch or something. <laughs> you asked me about 17 times what time it was. And I was like, I don't know, man, but the sun hasn't gone down, so it ain't seven, okay? So, uh, but I did, I was sitting out on the, um, on the, uh, oh, damn it, I had it on my Spotify. I was sitting out on the, uh, you know, just watch it, there it is. I was sitting out on the deck watching the sunset. And I figured, all right, 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 right around now is when Logan's going to play his song. And I, I don't know what it is or what's going on. So trying to take pictures of sunset, trying to kind of hang out and chill. It's our last night there, last sunset, et cetera. And all of a sudden, something comes across the loudspeakers. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And all, all I could think of was, 
this must be Logan's crap that he wants that he has to play before every game. He already does the vacuum thing. He's got some other weird, you know, YOLO kid thing that he does that all the kids. <laughs> and I, so I walked inside. I was like, I, I can't this, this America. I encourage you to look up this song. This played five times probably in its entirety. It's the chicken wing beat. <laughs> by Ricky, good song. By, by Ricky desktop. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe it'll make an appearance on our song of the month, although I don't want to ruin the playlist forever. But <laughs> please look up the chicken wing beat by Ricky Desktop because uh, one of the guy's daughters had taken over his Spotify and he happened to be connected to the aforementioned uh, uh, loudspeaker that was blaring this song. And I just I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just it's it's very odd. <laughs> And that's what I thought your song was that you were playing to get everybody all fired up for your game. And I was like, Logan, this is trash. <laughs> this that was, is so bad. <laughs> yeah, when when that came on, because he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to play it. Because for clarification, the song that we like to play is Raised by the Wolves by Big Sean and Post Malone. And then Chicken Wing, Chicken Wing, something <laughs> macaroni came on. And I was like, this is not Big Sean nor Post Malone. <laughs> and then it just kept playing over and over and over. <laughs> It's a good song. I liked it. <laughs> I did play it for my wife when I got home. <laughs> I was like, hey, it worked. Go ahead. No, it worked for me. I, I, they, we played it out on the porch, and then I watched my game on my laptop computer, and we won. So I, I guess I got to play Chicken Wing, Chicken Wing every week. Now. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the joys of shared Spotify accounts. <laughs> that yeah, was, was good. Definitely a um, a fun weekend. There we go. <laughs> that, I'm going to throw, throw that damn thing in the bay next year. Is that actual PTSD instead of PTSD or PTSI? <laughs> <laughs> little lesson oh, here for the folks uh, who come to guys we can do not show either Chrysic an annoying button to hit or lots of people for that matter it's, yes that, that's across it, the board the two culprits are who are hitting it the most though are I mean that's <laughs> just fair. I, lo- I love them both but they're the ones who are hitting it the most <laughs> I tried to go find the button at one point but me at five nine, I was like not quite tall enough to see in the dark which button it was, and I was like, I'm not going to cut the thing off and get yelled at by everybody. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to leave the air horn alone. <laughs> uh, well, oh, we do got to give a shout out. Chris got the monkey off his back. Yep, he finally is going to have his name etched in in the most storied trophy of sports history. Pine Haven guys annual guys weekend uh, cornhole trophy. Congratulations, so, Chris! Congrats, buddy! You finally got now, and now you, played, you can breathe. And you played damn well too. Like yeah, he he like earned he, it. He, he did. Bigger, bigger uh, accomplishment. Georgia finally winning a national championship for Chris winning cornhole. Oh, Chris, Chris winning cornhole. Especially <laughs> the way he stomped to the finish line with a sack of potatoes on his back. 
<laughs> well, and, and his buddy who he was playing against was part, probably playing the best game of his life. Oh yeah. So yeah, Chris all day. Them, them yeah. bulldogs are just crybabies. Chris is Chris is solid, and it was actually sometimes the games are not very fun to watch. This this was a fun one to watch. This, this tournament, especially the end, was fun to watch him play. Yeah. Here's to Chris. <laughs> the official uh, podcast of guys weekend <laughs> all right moving right along college football morgan give us the update on the record and get us into the games all right well after a boring weekend of college football um, <laughs> screw everyone in the acc except duke <laughs> Woo. um let's see here records after week six for well, ryan is winning 14 to 13. Logan's trailing behind him 12 to 15. Uh, I got me and Dustin tied for 11 and 16. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm not picking tech anymore. I just can't. And it's become that, that bad. I just better to pick the other team. Uh, fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start it off with number eight, Tennessee, and they're an awesome quarterback. I don't know where they found him at, man, but he is playing light side. I wish I had a quarterback like him on my football team. Man, oh, man. I think he, think he was at, like, Liberty or something, right? You got jokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> playing at number 25, LSU. Now, usually, as we've said in the past, LSU on a Saturday night is a tough place to play, tough place to win. That's not the same LSU, and it's also on Saturday at daytime. So with that said, um, the, you know, it's not dark time, the sun's out, there's no creepy crawlers running around to scare you into thinking LSU is <laughs> going to be big and bad at home. Um, I'm taking Tennessee, and uh, they're awesome, badass, Probably, you know, I guess he could be right up there with the Heisman, you know, contention as we what they're saying, but who knows? Um, got jokes. I see that. I think he played with the former Heisman winner, right? Yeah, he did. He did. He played one year for a, a guy who, you know, was potentially, well, until he's he a running back. Also on Liberty, right? There was a yes. running back on Liberty yes. that won the Heisman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, everyone's got jokes today. So. That's okay. Um, <laughs> on, to, on to the jokes for himself. Dustin, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, look, I ain't scared today, man, either. Um, give me... Give yeah. me... This is Dayman, not Nightman. Yeah, give me... Nightman, all right, yeah. That's a little scary. Dayman, hell no. <laughs> give me the Heisman contender all day. Give me Tennessee. Who would have thought in this day and age any of us would be praising Tennessee? Yeah, like, I hate I that know. school. I hate them. Weird year. Lane, Lane Kiffin hates them too. Top 20. He, he made sure they had a shitty recruiting for a couple of years after he left. He hated them so much. <laughs> Ryan, what I, do you got? I, I hear they like him though. So that's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I ever go and visit, I'm going to say Tennessee loves Lane Kiffin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to uh, go back 
I'm going to go back to my Brickle roots in Wilmington. Morgan, I think you'll get this reference. We had a guy in Wilmington. In case you want to break down to the game, it's not happening. Um, we had a guy in Wilmington who lived on a street called Brickle, and he was a <clears> huge <throat> Tennessee fan. And he had two rules. Yeah. The first rule was when you show up to my house, you can wear whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. But if you're not rooting for the team that is actively playing Tennessee, then you have to cheer for Tennessee. Those were his two rules. So I have in my life worn Tennessee orange on multiple occasions. I would put it on over my USC shirt, my Carolina shirt, my whatever <laughs> shirt. This is 2005. Oregon, Ole Miss, no, 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 Florida, no, no. Have, Florida. You can put one. Florida in the mix. You, you can, can only have one. You can only have one late night, late night girlfriend. Okay, you can only have one late night girlfriend. And in, in, in 2005, that was Reggie Bush and the USC Trojans. Okay, the Oregon Ducks were 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 a few years in 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 the future. But you just pick a team from every time zone. I do. It's important. That's how all the rock stars do it. You have a girl on every fort, you know. You just. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm going with I'm going with the balls. I'm going back to my going back to my Wilmington roots. It's nice to put it in again. I'm I'm going with Triple H, Heisman, <laughs> Logan. What are you thinking? Well, Mr. Authentic Brian Kelly will have to pay the troll toll if he want to take the Vol's soul. <laughs> but you know what? It ain't happening. Give me Heisman Hooker. They're going to be singing Rocky Top. The Vols fans are down in Baton Rouge, and they're, they're winning on the road. <sighs> All right. Here's a fucking yarn barn burner right here, man. TCU at Kansas. Uh, is there anything good to say about either one of these schools? Nope. That's why I know. <laughs> there's not. So I'm not, they're not even worthy of any jokes or anything. Um, let's see. I got a coin here somewhere. Yeah. Here we go. This is, I'm going to pick mine for this fucking game. All right. Um, neither team wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's see here. Uh, you know, you got to pick one. The horn frogs are, uh, horrible states that you don't even want to fly over um i'll take kansas because nothing good comes out of texas ryan all right so we've got 17 tcu at 19 kansas um tcu has been ranked pretty high a couple of years ago um yeah it's been a hot minute don't really appreciate their uh, purple uniforms, I must say. Um, I know that's important when you're breaking down the game. And then 19 Kansas, how how is Kansas 19? Uh, there's so many other teams I can think of that should be ranked instead of Kansas. Oh, God, um, here we go. Should it? Uh, <laughs> do I have it correct? Did I miss it last week? Were they in Kansas last week for game day? Or are they in Kansas this week? For game this week. Okay, so this is this, this week. This is the game day game. That's what I thought. Um, I guess I'll go with Kansas. I'm hoping that they come up with really creative signs. Um, as everyone knows, we stole Kansas's coach in basketball, so that that's important to this game, right? So um, Herbert Davis was Kansas's coach. <laughs> I didn't know that. So I'll go with the Jayhawks uh, because um, purple uniforms are kind of good. Well, uh, Logan. <clears throat> Kansas has been on a roll. 
they're what five and zero. They've sold out their last two home games. They got game day this week. And you know what? Their basketball team beat the Hills in the national title game. So Rock Chalk Jayhawk, go to Hell, Carolina. Give me Kansas. <laughs> Do you practice these ahead of time? <laughs> he's, he's off the cuff always. Um, look, Logan mentioned it. Two back to back sellouts. Two. Two of them. Two more than Carolina. Boot. At the booth, do they call it the phone booth? They they call it the, the Capital One Arena here the phone booth. They used to because used to be MCI Center and then Verizon Center. You get the joke, phone booth. Anyway, <laughs> Kansas is a fellow basketball school. Us basketball schools got to stick together. Give me the Jayhawks. They're going to get it done. Plus, their QB is a real deal. That that part's a little bit of real uh, football talk for you. But anyway, for the nonsense part, give me the boot. Two weeks sold out. Go get them. All right. So everyone, everyone in America, just so you know, every single time this season that all four of us have picked one school to win, we are zero and five. So the last two times, last two games, we've picked four in a row. Like so, that, that means that we're going to have an LSU win and a TCU win if the trend holds true. <laughs> so if you're a betting man or woman, um, obviously if it's legal in your state, of course. Um, you should go on out there and place a bet against us. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And if you win, you owe us some money. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all taking Florida State, right? Just so we're clear. Yes. <laughs> Just for the record here, I'm looking at their schedule. Kansas played. How the fuck are they ranked? Well, they I had mean, a lot seriously. of cool rank me signs at their game. Yeah, but God, Tennessee Tech, West Virginia. Houston, the only meaningful game they, they won was against you, Dustin. There you go. Big and time win. Duke, Duke, Duke's got a good team this year. That's the only fucking team. And they were already ranked before they played you. No, they weren't ranked yet. At that, you at sure? that game, they had signs like uh, That's ranked right, right. Yeah. Well, that says a lot about Duke. Then you guys, they got ranked because they beat you. Hey, powerhouse. Yeah. Can say double threat. Yeah. Oh, well, it'll be short. It'll be short lived. They'll they'll run into uh, let's see, Oklahoma will take them out. If not that, Oklahoma State. So enjoy your run, Kansas. Go Pokes. Get ready for basketball season. Could tell the rest of everybody else. There's another football school, school. I know one school Kansas will be. <laughs> <laughs> Orange down. <laughs> All right, on to the next game. A school that is not Navy at 15 Wake. I like this. Yeah, it's Army, but you know, yeah, whatever. Go Navy. Um, I don't take. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's Army. Like, come. On. You beat games that you you're supposed you know supposed to, but when you know, games that you're not going to win, you you are not going to win, and you are not going to win at Wake. So I'm sorry. Um, thank you for everything else, but um, welcome to the real football schools, and um, Wake is going to um, send you back. So go Wake, Ryan, because I know you love Army. Thank you. <laughs> 
so much. They did have a cool helmet a couple of years ago. Um, that was about it. That was about it. Yeah, in the Army Navy game, they did a DJ camera helmet. It was pretty sweet. That's about it, though. Um, yeah, here's that's about it. In here. This, this game will be interesting to me, not because I love watching the service academies play so much, um, but Army has, has a tendency to hold on to the ball forever and ever and ever and ever. And um, that doesn't – now, Wake can score quickly. I know everybody thought I was going to just give you some more nonsense. But Wake can score quickly. So it would be interesting to see if Wake can score quickly even and, 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 and run the score up, even though Army holds on to the ball forever. That's why this game could be interesting, maybe not so much to watch, but at least to, to keep an eye on. Um, I think uh, the line right now is 17 and a half, which leads me to believe that they think Wake is pretty good and can kind of blow Army out. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a whole lot of Army football this year, but um, I'll, I'll at least keep an interesting, or I'll, I'll keep an, I'll keep an interest in this game and keep an eye on it. But I think Wake will. Keep in mind that last year it was a very close game, very high scoring because Wake can't defend the run, but they right. score very quickly. So it's actually a recipe for Army to be able to put up points even with a running offense. And I watched that game last year, and that's why I thought it was an interesting pick. I'm a, I'm amazed by the line being 17 and a half. I thought it would be like three. Logan. 17 and a half is too much. Wake Forest is the worst, the absolute worst. Like, you, one, you have a tiny student base. Two, you have Clemson come to town and you can't sell out your stadium. You have to have 75% of your active students there just to kind of fill out the student section. A lot of respect for Dave Clawson, but he's a thorn in my side. The school sucks. The fan base sucks. Don't like the Demon Deeks, but they're going to win. So it's Wake Forest is going to win, but I, I would say Army covers. Oh, yeah. Dustin. Army's better than Navy. Navy sucks. Wake is better than Army. Give me Wake. <laughs> Good. Nice little touch. All right. What do we got next? Ooh, Free Shoes University paying a visit to NC State. NC State should be ranked higher than that, but fuck you, Clemson. <laughs> anyway, um, so with that said, I mean, we all, you know, if I guess if if the, the way it goes, if we all root for the same team, that team loses, then let's all just pick FSU and call it a day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, FSU. I hope to hope that it happens again. Just to you and nobody else. Um, I mean, given this, Florida State has played better this year than they did the last couple of years. I give them that. It seems like they finally got their shit together. Um, even though I hate seeing it, and I wish that they lost every game by 60 points. Um, completely for the rest of their existence. Um, because I just cannot stand him or Bowden. He was a great guy, but as a coach, he ruined my season. Um, give me NC State. Logan, this is your this is your school. Go for it. Both coming off of losses, State to Clemson, FSU to Wake. Uh the Wolfpack are, have won, I believe, 13 straight at home. It is the fifth longest home winning streak in the country. Um, can't let Clemson beat you twice. I think it's going to be a close game. Line's about three and a half. But I say, pack rolls, fuck the Knowles, give me the Wolfpack. <laughs> I like it. 
Dustin. This is a Dayman or Nightman game. <laughs> Nightman game. Uh, oh. oh, Nightman. All right. Well, wow. I can't go against those trends. Bounce back. Playing a Nightman game. Mm-hmm. Give me a little back. Ryan. Well, I've heard that NC State, and I've even seen with my own two eyes, but somebody sent it to us, that NC State has a really, really, really cool light show that they do at night. It's supposed to be very intimidating. So, strictly because NC State has nothing to do with their defense, which has remained healthy all year, has nothing to do with the fact that their quarterback, who's kind of sort of making not great decisions, but uh, we'll keep them in games. It's strictly, this is strictly based on the light show. Strictly based on the super scary red light show that they have. I'm picking the NC State Wolfpack. Super intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. We're no fun this week. We're what? We're no fun this week. Yeah, sorry. Lots of chalk. Well, if you split the podcast up, at least we were entertaining for guys began. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Tennessee's favorite old ex-coach at Ole Miss. Um, going on to play at Vandy. And, oof, God. I'm sorry, Vandy. Um, might want to stay in the library for this game. <laughs> um, Ole Miss run by 17 and a half in there. 61, 61 and a half points is the over under. So you gotta you gotta pick. Yeah, right now. I know what that is. Um I'll let you go first, Ryan. All right, so I think so Alabama, uh sorry, Alabama beat Vanderbilt fifty-five to three. That was last week or two weeks ago. Can't remember. Um that game was in Tuscaloosa. This game is in Vanderbilt. As we've mentioned in the past, we've been at the stadium. Not much of a huge environment there. Be curious to see how many of the Ole Miss fans make their way up to Nashville. Um, it's always a town that has a lot of visiting fans for obvious reasons. I don't anticipate this game hitting the over at 61 and a half. I would say it's going to be under, even though I'm an Ole Miss fan. I, I don't anticipate them scoring that. And uh, will Ole Miss win by 17 and a half? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> not even close. I would bet the over all day on that. It could not, literally could not hit that more and more. I, I, I think Ole Miss might win by 24. I think this line is, is completely off. So. so Ole Miss fan or Ole Miss supporter? You know, <laughs> like, like, oh, like, hey, I kind of like, to see these guys win, or would you say you're a fan? Because I mean, fans kind of an important term. Supporter is first of all a soccer term. Second of all, that sounds like I'm like giving money to the alumni or something, which I'm not. Unless you count buying Wright Thompson books, in which case I'm giving money to the alumni. <laughs> but okay, good count. But uh, I'll go with Ole Miss enthusiasts. I'll I'll think on that one. I'll see if that um, works. Yeah, I'm not yeah. It. but I'm not letting I'm the not. fans slide. You're, no, I'm I'm not allowing it at all. I'm not letting that. <laughs> not letting that happen. No. 
lane train, uh, what would you do? Uh, day tripper. There you go. Lane train, day tripper. Not on for a long time, but I'm just, I'm just, just here for a good time. Until USC gets really good again. <laughs> They're already really good, by the way. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, Scotty McCreary has got him going out there, but that's another topic for another time. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know how much more is to say about this. I mean, I agree. Yeah. They'll, they'll hit the win, but I just don't think Vandy's going to score enough points to help hit the over. So, no. Yeah, I agree. Vandy's will be lucky if they score 10 points. I mean, next year they're going to be in the playoff, but not this year. Greatest program ever, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, Same here. Um, Yeah. Ole Miss will probably, you know, put up, you know, like I said, 24, but uh, Vandy ain't going Vandy will probably barely muster 10 points, if that. So, Logan. Throw my tailgate season available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Sports gambling hat here. Um, I hate overs in college football. I get burned by them every single time I ever try to play them. And there's, I do not believe in Vandy to be able to contribute enough to this over. Um, 17 and a half as a point spread, even if it's on the road, give me that all day. Hammer the lane train on this one. All right. Next game up. Oh, this is going to be a good one. That's probably the game of the weekend right here, man. Is game day going there? (laughs) No, they're, they know better than to go there. Um, they're looking for a good time. Yeah. Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Miami. Whatever, whatever it's called now. I'm sure next next year it'll be Joe Robbie at Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> dot dot com. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan, this is your game. You go first, man. Carolina and Miami. Neither team is ranked. Supposedly, this is an important game because it helps figure out the coastal, right? Well, that's that. Who knows? The coastal will change seventeen different times between now and then. Um, there's been some fun games in the past at Chapel Hill that are usually seem to fall on Halloween for some time. Uh, I hope people are very short and very sweet. Um, Tyler Van Dyke torched the living hell out of us last year. He's a great running quarterback. We have not shown any ability to stop the run. Kind of can't stop the pass either, but um, we have not shown any ability to stop the run. I would love to say that we're going to go in there and we're going to put on the same defensive front that we did last week. But I, I, I have to – I was a little nervous about the game last week against the Hokies, and, um, and I'm, I'm very nervous about the game against Miami because I think they actually have at- – well, I don't want to shit talk to the Hokies, but I think Miami actually has good athletes, and I think they have a solid offense. And um, also, if you have uh, Ed Reed on your sidelines for the defense, he's got that biblical beard for long enough. I think that um, he's going he's gonna to do some things. For them on defense, I, I would love to say that we go in there and do this. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a believer in my team. I'll be honest. Um, I think Miami will win this game. So <laughs> that's a little longer than short, but I'll, yeah. I'll let you buy with it. Yeah. So, so I Miami, didn't, I didn't want to say I was on the U train because I'm not. Yeah. But no. 
So, I, yeah, I wasn't going to let you off with no jokes on this one, Brian. Um, Miami, the U is not back versus a college basketball school that thinks they have a football program. Um, well, they have a program. Well, okay, yes, they have a program. Of course, every school has a program. Sorry. Um, their well, fans think they're. Have a program, they're but... <laughs> I wish they did. I'd root for them. <laughs> I, um, I don't because it wouldn't be good. Anyway. They could eventually be good. In like thirty no. or forty years, when we're <laughs> no. you know in in wheelchairs, um, we're not coastal. We don't have a billionaire who's going to underwrite the program. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, no, no. But their fans think that they're up there with uh, the likes of LSU and Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State. So you're not. Um, with that said, when it comes down to this, I can't. You got you all know how I feel about Miami. Um, Big fan a huge fan i fucking love them so much that i'm right there with them free shoes university if they never won a game ever again in their entire existence i would not shed a tear um with that said it you don't hear me say this often but i'm gonna pull for um carolina to squeak by logan the biggest tar hill fan on this podcast <laughs> What is your thoughts? I'm a big believer in typically the better quarterback play wins. Uh, Drake May has been arguably the best quarterback in the ACC this year. TVD was in my top three quarterbacks, but he's been bottom three, bottom five in the conference this year. Miami's coming off a loss to Middle Tennessee State the week before that against the <laughs> hapless uh, uh, offensive uh, Texas A&M Aggies. But this is the week TVD gets on track. Give me the U and TVD to break the streak this week. Go Miami. What was that like? 1992? (laughs) (laughs) When they were actually a good program. (laughs) Ryan's like, Logan, were you even alive? (laughs) (laughs) Answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, Dustin, the other big Carolina fan. Big time. Big, big time, man. I know you love their basketball program. Yeah. Big, big, long, uh, what is it? Long time long supporter. Time, long time supporter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, here's the deal. They've been focusing on this game for two weeks. All week last week. They've been, they've been running around, you know, getting, the, getting all hyped, looking at pictures of Matt Brown. Um, watching Madlock. I, I tell you what, I don't think how you can get a run from that. Bounce back after that Middle Tennessee, you know, embarrassment. Give me you. We're gonna be time to get it going again. Let's go. Train's getting back on the track. Morgan, do you want to switch your vote to Miami so Carolina wins by fifty-five? No, no, I don't. I, I want Carolina to to lose. If nobody would pick up the phone, I was going to Sings that. It's got to, is it the supporter from the U thing back in the day? Yeah, Uncle Luke. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> what was that back when Dwayne Johnson was actually playing football? I believe so. <laughs> Probably. 
That's and right. Call, back, when, when Lou, back when Lou was coach Notre Dame, too. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh. Go ahead, Ryan. You want to do the special mention game? Go for it. All right. So we're not going to pick it, but it would be dumb of us to come on a Southern podcast and not talk about this game. We talked about it in the offseason. This apparently is, is, is the week all the chickens come home to roost and everything else they're going to tell you on ESPN. Look, we're going to save it till the end. We're just going to get to it real quick. Jimbo and the team App State beat. You head to Alabama this week in Alabama to take Nick Saban's unfairly recruited boy. All right? So all the bullshit, all the bluster, all the everything else that happened in the offseason that we've all been looking forward to this weekend, this is the weekend when it's going to be recruits that were got fairly and squarely in the state of Texas versus all the people that were paid for with Bryce Young's Nissan commercials and everything. All right? So all of the nonsense that happened all in the offseason. Now, as you can imagine, uh, the king of the press – well, I'll say the prince of the press conference because Bill Belichick is the king. Um, the prince of the press conference, Nick Saban, uh, was asked earlier this week <laughs> what his offensive game plan was uh, for Texas A&M. And as you can imagine, if you've ever seen a Texas or a sorry, a, a Nick Saban press conference, first of all, he used the word I about 75 times. <laughs> and second of all, he said, uh, this is his exact quote, and I did go look it up earlier. You can look this up on YouTube if you would like. His exact quote to, can you please tell us the offensive game plan for Texas A&M was, well, we already have an offensive game plan, but do you guys want us to make a new one? I can talk to the offensive coordinator. I know him. Uh, do you guys think I'm going to tell you what to do with our offense and our team? Uh, you might as well make it up. <laughs> so I'd say that Nick and the boys are in uh, are in full effect and they are ready for this game. I would say that the uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide is going to steamroll uh, Jimbo Fisher and the boys. I don't think it's even close. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. Should I say the team app safety? Yeah. Um, Jim Jimbo might want to go hide under a rock. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go through the Southern Notables. What do we got? Southern Notables. Auburn at number two, Georgia. This is not games, good games to pick. <laughs> yeah. South Carolina at Kentucky. You already mentioned, you already mentioned the uh, Army Week game. Duke at Georgia Tech. Go Duke. They're going to continue Georgia Tech's horrible season. All right. Virginia Tech at Pitt. All right. Well, I know who who Pitt's beating this weekend. (laughs) Is UVA playing this weekend? I don't don't think their fans know either. They look for the W in the column so they can talk shit on Tuesday. <laughs> I'll find out for you. <laughs> that is it. That's it. That is our that is our pick 'em and shit talking teams we love to hate. Morgan, Morgan, before you end, I typed in UVA schedule 2022, and the first thing that came up on Google is a link to the registrar <laughs> for classes. <laughs> As opposed to the schedule. So that tells you everything you need to know about the uh, about the school. 
Yeah. They're playing Louisville. They are playing this weekend. Yeah. You know who cares? Not this guy. Because it's all about the U. Definitely not all about UVA. <laughs> Uh, you uh as as we like to do sometimes at the end of guys weekend and at the end of our pickums what would you guys like this week we've been pushing stuff down the curve both times would you like a happy dose of bless your heart after hurricane filled and rain filled guys weekend or would you like to keep the miserable train rolling i would bless your heart actually bless your heart yeah little bot if he can't hurt all right well, we'll give everybody the week off down in Florida. Probably not the right idea to do a Florida or the field right after they got hit up with a, with a hurricane down there. So uh, if people do want to go check out something that's related to that, um, that is like a bless your heart kind of thing, you could check out the Team Rubicon site. I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but Team Rubicon is a cool group that works with uh, veterans um, that are now civilians or reservists and they can they, they have the skills to deploy and the best thing about that is that they also need a purpose sometimes and so they can go help out people and they can do it domestically and also they've expanded to internationally so um that's not what my bless your heart was going to be but we'll squeeze that in there so we've talked a couple times about wilmington um on the podcast and i thought that this was really cool i got an email earlier uh, a couple weeks ago and i actually got it today again because they're kind of uh, filling me in on what they're doing down there um, so long story short, in Wilmington, there's a food bank, and uh, we all know, especially during COVID times, that food banks are, are pretty important. Um, there's certainly people out there that, that don't have the ability, whether they're working multiple jobs or they just they're down on their luck or the economy changes or whatever it may be, people need food, and there's just all there is to it. And so food banks are really important, and you may not um, always expect, uh, how am I trying to say this? People that are at a food bank may not always be the people that you expect. So one of the things that I thought was really cool is uh, we've talked on this podcast, and they've actually shouted us out on Facebook, which I thought was kind of cool, with the Central and Eastern North Carolina Food Bank. But um, they have a branch now in Wilmington. Um, so they're starting, they're breaking ground on a branch in Wilmington. Uh, three of us lived in Wilmington and went to Wilmington, so I thought this was topical and pretty cool. Um, they've got a 35,000-square-foot facility. Here's where it gets kind of interesting. It's not just a food bank itself where people can show up. Um, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it a little bit more sustainable. What I mean by sustainable is this isn't just a let's solve your emergency and then you come back later and, and it, it, the cycle continues. Um, what they're trying to do is a couple different things. First of all, 80% uh, more freezer and cooler space. Okay, why does that matter? Well, if you think about it, fresh and healthy meals are usually foods that need to be refrigerated. Um, when you're cooking for yourself at home and you want to have something that's healthy, you generally don't take a can of soup off the shelf and dump it into a bowl and heat it in the microwave, unless you're me. I mean, my wife's out of town. So <laughs> if you're trying to eat healthy, you generally need some refrigerated stuff. Oftentimes, those things don't keep very long, so people don't think to donate them and or they can't keep for very long, so people can't keep them on the shelves. So the fact that they're going to almost 80% refrigerated space is fantastic. It really will help the communities helps with a lot of diseases that could, um, or just uh, obesity and things of that nature. So I think you guys get the point. The second thing that they're doing for long-term hunger relief is, is they're expanding programming and workforce development. 
that's a very fancy way of basically saying they're giving people step training and they're doing a couple other different things where if people are out of work, they can come to the facility and they can take classes in the facility, um, again, for free, um, where they can learn a skill or they can learn a trade. Um, one of the first things they're doing is they're teaching people uh, chef skills because they can take the food that's refrigerated and they can make meals for other people who then can be handed out to the community. If you're out of a job, it's really hard for you to potentially to have money to go find a new job or to learn a new skill. Wilmington is a service industry town, probably always will be because it's near the coast and you can, you can learn a service industry gig. And if nothing else, you can, you can prop yourself up by doing that. Uh, the third thing that they're doing is they're teaching people, um, there's a community garden that they're putting in the back. Um, and basically what they're doing is they're teaching people how to grow food. Again, if you wanted to come into a food bank, it's one thing to learn or to grab a can of food and to go home or to grab whatever you needed to go home. It's another thing to have somebody, especially if you're out of job and you don't have anything necessarily to do, or if you can't afford it, right? That's a little bit different. If you're working multiple jobs and you're trying to do something that's passive at home that can help you with your food sourcing, you can, um, you can grab seeds and they'll teach you how to, how to take the seeds and they'll teach you what to do at home. So you can go out, you can work your multiple jobs, you can come back and potentially you'll have a little bit of healthy food for the family depending on what the case may be. So three different things that they're doing to make it a little bit more sustainable, as opposed to just you show up, we triage you with food, and then you go home. So I thought good on them for doing that, good on them for thinking uh, proactively about how to solve actual problems in the community, as opposed to just putting a mandate on them and sending people on their way. So uh, good on the, I'll get the name of it. It's the Encino Hunger NC, like North Carolina, INO Hunger Solution Center. And it's, they just broke ground on it. You can follow the, uh, the construction on the website and uh, they're anticipated to open early next year. So good for them down in Wilmington. Appreciate that. Heck yeah. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, definitely check that out if you can. Um, well, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Make sure to give us five stars, great review, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time.